This is what you've always feared, that there is going to be something unusual with some of the verbs that we have. And we are getting verbs that are called contract verbs. They have contraction taking place in their forms. Now, let me uh, put up on the board here. Let's go over here. <coughs> the paradigm, yeah, I'm getting too much chalk here, is phileo. Phileo. And there is a short letter, an epsilon, at the end of the basic stem of that verb. Then the omega of the termination is put right onto that. Now, before I explain to you what happens with this, I'm going to talk about the other principal parts. Men. This part is so simple. Yet, almost nobody gets it. This will be one of the things that I am going to want to ask our Lord in the, re, in, in the resurrection. How come people don't get this point? <laughs> in all of the other principal parts, that epsilon is not a factor. Because the other principal parts, it has lengthened to eta. And all the principal parts are weak and regular. So the future of phileo is not phileso. It's not that. Instead, it is. Phileso. Epsilon has lengthened to eta. Now we put the sigma on and the regular terminations. That's the future. Phileo means to love. I will love. This is for the second principal part of these verbs whose stem in the first principal part ends with this short e epsilon. In the other principal parts, they lengthen, they always lengthen that epsilon to eta before you do the other stuff. So what would the, Samuel, what would the third principal part, the aorist active, what would that be? No, weak. Sa. Eh, right. Fill a sa. Exactly. All right? Now, what about the sixth principal part? Eh, fill a thing. Exactly. So, here's a way to think about this. Now listen carefully to how I'm going to put this. 
for principal parts 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. It is as if the first principal part of this word were phileo. Okay? If I gave you a new vocabulary word, phileo, and put a big R next to it, what would you do to make the future, Mike? Phil? Phileso. Ephilesa. Ephilethane. Exactly. In this kind of a verb, in these contract verbs, it is the first principal part that is the odd man out, not the rest of them. They're all weak and regular. You can make them all predictably. All predictably. So, I don't want to leave this point too quickly. I have a tendency in teaching this to teach this chapter backwards. That is to say, not with the first principal part first, but with the other principal parts first. And first of all, you see them all the time. I would say, you know, if you added up all the principal parts there are to a verb, number one certainly doesn't occur over half the time, because you have aorists, you have futures, you have perfects, and so on like that. So, pretend the verb is phileo. Now how do you do the rest of the things? Phileso, ephilesa, ephilethane. So, you might say, what happens in the first principal part then is that the first principal part sort of shortens this up to epsilon, if you want to look at it like that. I don't think that's historically true, but that's a way to look at it. That the verb is phileo, and that in the first principal part, that kind of shortens up to an epsilon. 